Next time, we'll make sure Nick doesn't do it from a bathroom stall. It's <laughs> <laughs> a slanky bathroom. Are you going to learn it? It looks exactly it's like it. I can't, I can't get over it. I can't get over it, man. It just looks like you're in a bathroom stall. That's awesome. And with Mark's black cat, I kept thinking we were in the Matrix. Yeah. Black cat <laughs> coming along the front. Like, that oh, cat was really persistent. Glitch. Like, give me attention, damn it. to another direct connect doing the early morning recording for uh, for some of us here um, today we're going to talk about it versus ot the royal rumble the, the throwdown if you will uh can they coexist in the same environment are they possible to separate or are air gaps just as elusive as bigfoot uh joining me today to talk about it we have Leonard chamberlain brent Casadetto, and brian Collar, all from archer so with that gents what do you think about those questions can they coexist? Can they be air gapped? Necessary evil? Where are we at? Start. Uh, you know, it's the, the question is a loaded one, right? You know, and, and working as a consultant for a number of years now, seeing uh, companies try to bring those two, merge those two together, the IT, the OT, bring them all under under one umbrella has been a unique challenge, right? And I don't know that there's a good example that I've seen where we've seamlessly integrated those two disciplines, um, uh, organizations. It's been just a real um, a challenging issue over the years. I will say that you know, driving from the top down, having policy that dictates the pace, that uh, having a GOSP that identifies appropriate responsibilities is is critical, whether you're separate, whether you're staying separate or you're trying to merge and integrate ITOT. Brent's looking at the, the merging side, which that's one of the pieces. I think this is something I've seen where it goes back and forth. Some places are trying to separate while their neighbors are trying to merge and vice versa. It's kind of the will they, won't they, the Ross and Rachel of, uh, of the compliance world. <laughs> so when you're looking at those and they are in the same environment or they're separate environments, what are the considerations you look at at making a change, whether it's to se segregate or to merge them? What are some pros and cons on either side? Well, from a scoping perspective, uh, I'd, the first question is, how do you define IT? How do you define OT? What, what is the demarcation point when you start talking about those concepts? Um, whether we're talking about NERC-SIP, TSA, or whatever, how you determine which systems you want to segment, which systems you want to coexist, I guess is going to be a key factor in determining success in any, um, you know, approach from a, you know, coexistence perspective, as, as y'all are talking about this, some people are, are moving away from combining the two infrastructures. Some people are, are coalescing. Um, you know, I, I guess it depends on where you are as far as your modernization, if you will, of your OT environment. Traditionally, you know, these have been non-routable environments, um, you know, uh, requiring you to be physically at the equipment to operate it. But as more and more IT uh, type functionality is added to these systems, it continues to blur the line. Um, you know, traditional network type equipment obviously would be considered an IT type device. But if its sole function is to carry, you know, protection traffic amongst protective relays, you know, it really ceases to be an IT system at that point and is an integral part of the OT system. 
So, so yeah, where, where you determine what you want to segment, I think is going to be key. Um, you know, why are we even talking about segmentation? Well, to minimize operational impact of your OT environment from a compromise of your IT system. So, you know, where you set that demarcation point, I mean, it, in my opinion, it can't be at your internet facing firewall and say everything else is, is OT or even your, your corporate infrastructure, you know, your corporate facing uh, firewall and then saying everything else is, is OT. Uh, invariably, you're going to find some printers, you know, on those networks or other cyber assets that are not essential to delivering that operational functionality. You know, at what point do you say these are in, these are out of scope? Those are key questions that have to be answered. You know, your, your analogy of Ross and Rachel, Nick, I think is dated and inappropriate. Uh, I look at Terrible. IT. I look at IT and OT uh, in a sense of with the, using the analogy of Rick and Morty. You know, Rick's been the, the big brother right on the playground for so many decades. That's OT. They've been running their system effectively. And now we're going to bring in this new sidekick, this IT, uh, and try and integrate that into the environment. And what you, what you realize if you watch that show uh, is one really can't live without the other very long, right? That's, that's kind of a, a whether you think you're separated or not, you're relying on IT concepts, IT personnel, IT pro program Oh, most importantly, IT tools in the OT environment. So there, there is that that integration, but you have a, a challenge when you look at you know who's been responsible for what for so many years, and and that you know that that cultural challenge or cultural change takes time to uh, unravel. So Brent, I don't know if you can hear the mob gathering outside your office, but that's the entire IT world taking offense to being called little brother. Sorry. And compared to Morty. Morty. I know. And, and there's an inferiority complex that comes along with that. So I'm not, I'm not trying to incite a riot. I'm just trying to use appropriate analogies. How's that? <laughs> this is where I really want to dig back into the 90s era and hold up the old Al Borland sign with your address on it. So, <laughs> home improvement. I think, Brent, you, you touched on something that, that was a point I wanted to make was uh, the, the skills gap. I mean, you talked about, Nick, you asked about considerations and and uh, understanding if you're if you're separating networks, you know, is kind of obviously the the soup of the day or whatever uh, you know direction a lot of things go. Um, do you have the personnel? Do you have the skill sets to be able to manage two distinct networks? Um, Leonard, I think you said something really important. Is I, I rarely see a controls network or an ICS or a SCADA network that doesn't have IT components. Um, you know, in it, like, like you said, everything used to just be non-routable, you know, controllers and relays and whatever, but anymore, it's, it's almost half and half, um, of it, you know, traditional, I'll call it traditional it equipment. So it's a skills, potentially skills issue is one of those considerations, but also they're, they're going to be kind of merged anyway. And so you have, you have people who manage these networks or these systems that are going to need to know both. Um, there's just there's no way around it. They're going to need to know how to manage switches or you know routers or you know other server infrastructure along with controllers, relays, um, and those types of devices. So that that to me is a big one. I you know currently working with a couple of clients that are going through that right now, and and they recognize that they don't have the expertise to manage all aspects of it separately. It's definitely a challenge and something you have to be aware of. I think one of the biggest things I've seen is the cultural side between IT and OT, kind of the service oh, yeah. level agreement where, yeah, if your CEO goes to that email access for a couple hours, it's not fun for anyone, 
but that's a whole different thing than losing the control center for a couple hours. So just that it's a different mindset. Now it's something we'd see when I was at Grant from people who'd go from the help desk where there was an expectation of, yeah, you'll get it when you get it to over to the OT side or even in my security system admin of, nope, you are, you are on 24 seven. Your, your SLA is immediate. So that's another piece that gets overlooked a lot. I think in the, the, the softer side of the, the merge of the considerations between the two. Before, before we move on to another question, um, Brent, um, regarding something you said, um, Siri, how do you define ironic? Oh, calling friends inappropriate, but insinuating Rick and Morty isn't. <laughs> I wasn't calling him inappropriate. I was calling his analogy inappropriate and dated, If to be clear, to be fair to my words, right? <laughs> So when you're putting together that, that plan to segregate your IT and OT or put them together, either way, I guess we'll go with this one. What are the, the big considerations, the major pieces that if you miss, it's going to fail? I know, Brent, you've had some experience doing those major seg- segmentations lately. What are the pieces you got to hit? Where do you yeah, start? I, I mentioned it starts from the top, right? So you have to have leadership dictate the pace. This is where we're going. This is why. And help their employees, their subject matter experts recognize the why. Why are we moving this direction or that? And then clearly define uh, the responsibilities, right? In a GOSP, uh, you know, make sure that's it's documented, it's well understood, recognized from the top down uh, what we're responsible for, right? Because I think when people understand the why, they're they're more inclined to get on board, right? To get on track with what we're trying to accomplish here, what our goals are. Uh, when people don't understand the why, they, they tend to struggle with that. I'm no different than you know, any other subject matter expert. So that would be my piece of advice, right? If, regardless of which way we're going, we're gonna have clearly defined uh, roadmaps and workflows to understand who's working on what at any given time. I would say it's, um, it's not gonna be easy and it's not gonna be cheap. Um, you know, don't try to, um, you know, be frugal and, uh, deploy a, a virtualized environment. Uh, and when I say virtualized, I mean like, uh, well, let's deploy VLAN and now we're segmented. Um, you know, the industry has been saying for, for decades that, uh, VLANs are not security, right? They, they were never intended for that. They're traffic, um, you know, management uh, construct to uh, to improve your your network's performance, not to uh, implement some type of cybersecurity. Um, you know, from an operational standpoint, when you're sharing the same physical infrastructure, that means that's a common point of failure. So, if there's a way to compromise that hardware that supports the virtual environment from the less secure side, then the more secure side is going to naturally be impacted by that, um, that threat vector. Um, from an easy perspective, um, you know, oh, well, let's just leave this system, you know, on the OT side because it's too hard to, uh, to, to re-engineer and figure out how to, to put it on the other side of the, the fence, the segmentation line. I mean, that's the whole point of doing this, right, is to reduce the uh, potential operational impact. So yeah, I mean, there are going to be systems that it's not going to be, you know, uh, a simple straight shot, you know, solution. Um, You know, try not to cut corners. I'll add to it, uh, really understanding what 
you have out there in your environment. Um, it's kind of a foundational building block. You'd be surprised um, how many folks don't really have a good grasp, you know, even from an inventory perspective, but understanding what traffic is out there on a particular network and what needs to go where and why. Um, you know, a lot of OT devices aren't <clears throat> aren't as uh, talkative as IT type devices, and you may not see any traffic from them. And we've seen it happen several times before, where you know certain ports are not enabled or open, uh, and some of that OT traffic shows up, and you know there's nowhere for it to go. Um, so I think I think one of those foundational pieces is understanding what you have and what what kind of traffic you uh, you anticipate on either of the networks. So it's not good to just start tearing things apart and figure it out as you go? <laughs> or just turn everything off and, you know, see what happens, see what you really need? I wouldn't recommend it. That's one way to do a business impact analysis there. Yeah, that's true. Those, yeah, you could you could definitely work on that. So those are the big things. What are the detailed pieces? I think we've all been in projects where something that was an afterthought turned into kind of the Achilles heel of a project. What are those things as you look at these that either they're just going to become a persistent nagging problem or they'll turn into a big thing if you don't think about them? Um, I'll jump in right now with kind of the, the documentation side, your policies, procedures, diagrams, the compliance, administrivia, if you will. When do you do that? Before, after, during? Compliance never sleeps, so... I think I think I'll start there. You, you have to bake that in, right? If you're if you're trying to bolt that on after the fact, you've probably already missed the boat. You know, like I, along with what I said, driving the policy procedure, the compliance documentation, compliance effort, compliance energy that that's needed to commission new assets or you know recommission if you're you're building building an entire new environment and bringing IT and OT together. That's a lot of work. Um, and so recognizing there are significant outputs that are required from a compliance and security perspective, I think is really, really important. And a lot, you know, folks miss that. Like we're gonna build this system, we're doing a full EMS upgrade, forklift upgrade of our entire environment. And they're like, yeah, we get it operationally. We put it together, no problem. But they forget about along the way, they should have been documenting, you know, commissioning dates, commissioning efforts, commissioning activities, because that's gonna go a long way in uh, you know, uh, alleviating auditors' concerns, did you do this uh, appropriately? Yeah, agreed. That performance evidence is such a key, um, you know, demonstrator that uh, that the work has been accomplished. Um, you know, very difficult as an auditor to come in and say, "Okay, well, understood. You had to segment this plant in order to uh, not meet the." medium impact bright line of 1500 megawatts, show me how you, you know, your, your work, show me, show me that you didn't, you're not just telling me that it's segmented. Okay. Well, here's a network diagram. <laughs> uh, okay. You're, you're documenting your supposed new infrastructure, but again, that's not um, sufficient performance evidence by itself. It doesn't stand on its own to demonstrate that the work has been accomplished. You know, you, you expect to see updated configuration files, change tickets, um, you know, screen captures where appropriate. Um, those are the type of things that really demonstrate that that work effort is done. Um, to your point, as far as, uh, you know, working on the administrative you know, processes, procedures, policies on the front end, I completely agree. But with the, the note that, um, you know, they're not going to be set in stone, never to change. They're going to be living documents, right? They're going to be lessons learned, um, you know, continually updated at some uh, 
periodic review. So you should have your TFEs done before you architect your system. Is that what I'm hearing there? <laughs> Wait in for, waiting for Dr. TFE to weigh in on that one. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Let's back into this TFE, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to build for the TFE? All right. Technical, fees of, te- technical feasibility exception for our non-tip lucky listeners. All right. Anything else to consider as you're, you're looking at segregating or unifying IT and OT? Be patient. It takes time, right? It takes time to, to change that. It's a cultural shift and a, and a significant one. So um, regardless of which way you choose, uh, be patient with that. Don't just abandon it at the, the first challenge because there will be many along the way. Kind of like a construction project, just plan for an extra 50% cost in time. So, yeah. I don't know if it's that high, but it's something along those lines. So I, I, I reference it as the three, four, five rule. Three times as long, four times as many people, five times the cost. Whatever combination, you can kind of move them, move those numbers around. But definitely, definitely, it's going to take longer than you think. Um, I don't know that I've seen a significant IT project, or even OT project for that matter, you know, go exactly as scheduled. So it's the nature of the beast. A lot of stakeholders. A lot of stakeholders and a lot of things to learn throughout it, too, I think. How about you, Leonard? Any parting thoughts on segmentation or unifying? I think the paramount thing to, to keep in, in mind as you're looking at this is, is identify your, <clears throat> your must-run systems. Um, minimize operational impact to, to the best degree possible. So as you're proceeding with any type of... Um, Segmentation, separation, um, you've tested the change, you, you know that you have a, a backout plan. You hope that things are going to go smooth, but um, there's always the unknowns, right? Expect the unexpected. Danger advice for any time you're doing any, any sort of change management, but certainly the case on a project of this scope and magnitude. So, thanks for joining. If you have additional questions on IT versus OT, putting them together, taking them apart, Ross and Rachel, I don't care what you say, Brent, I'm holding to it. Uh, reach out. We'll be happy to bend your ear on. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thank you. Not only is Direct Connect available to listen to, you can also watch each episode on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash at ArcherU. If you're interested in who we are and what we do, you can head on over to our website at archerint.com. You can also follow us on our social media platforms, Archer International on Facebook, Archer Energy Solutions LLC on LinkedIn, and at ArcherSEC on Twitter. Thanks for listening and check back every other week for brand new episodes of Direct Connect.